I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm George Faust. She is Madeline Adams, and we are going to talk Olympics as well as the Cajuns. Acadiana, well represented as former Cajun pole vaulter Morgan Lola Romero was in action this past week, and then UL student Nicole Ossinger competed in the trampoline event as well. Yeah, and the college football season is just 27 days away ooh, when the Raging ooh. Cajuns host or they go to Texas and fall camp started this week. We hear from the Raging Cajuns as they begin and later in the show, George has a one on one interview with a former Cajun football standout. Now New Orleans Saint Deuce Wallace. You don't want to miss that. We have all of that for you tonight, but first it was a good day for Team USA as the women's gold medal headed back to the US. All right, the day was not as good, though, for New Iberia's Morgan Lilla Romero. Morgan was not able to perform in tip-top shape, but earlier in the week, she let it be known that she was battling a partially torn Achilles tendon. I don't know, you try to pole vault with a partially torn Achilles tendon. Probably not, uh, not going to happen. That uh, perhaps a little more intense than expected for her. Morgan was unable to cross the 4.50 meter mark in three attempts and missing those jumps, she was eliminated from the competition she took to Instagram to thank her supporters. Morgan says in part, quote, heavy, heavy heart tonight. I think I fought so hard this year to get to this point, and while my mind was ready physically, I had nothing left to give. I am still very grateful for the opportunity to compete at the Olympics for the USA and to everyone at home sending me love and support. I seriously can't thank you all enough. This is not over. I will be back better than before. And Nicole Ossinger represented Team USA in the Olympics. She also represented UL in the city of Lafayette. Two-time Olympian Ossinger is originally from San Diego, but lives and trains here in Lafayette while studying at UL in the trampoline competition at the Olympics. She finished sixth, which is tied for the highest finish by an American. When I ended up coming in sixth, I was so just proud of myself. It just, yeah, it kind of just validated that all my hard work is paying off. Ossinger moved from San Diego to Lafayette when she was 16 to train. She had watch parties in both cities to cheer her on Thursday night. Her parents and family members in California and her boyfriend, second family, and friends here in Louisiana. Honestly, wanted to be at that watch at both watch parties. I was I kept telling my mom and I kept telling um, Janet that I wanted to be there. That I was so jealous that they were doing this without me. After competing, she had over 100 meaningful messages filling up her phone. It like brings me to tears. Like it's just like so amazing that so many people can be so proud of you. And I just, I never had that feeling before. And it's, it's an amazing feeling. One of Ossinger's favorite parts of the Olympics experience was opening ceremonies, where you just never know who you'll run into. Walking towards opening ceremonies, there was all these athletes around. And I like look up and Kevin Durant is in front of me. And I was too chicken to ask him for a picture. Even through COVID protocols with no fans or family in the stands, 
Ossinger says she vowed to make the most of every moment. No matter what the outcome was, I was going to make sure that I enjoyed every single part of the competition, of staying in the Olympic Village, of training, everything. I just try to be as happy as I could be. And I think that's truly what helped me get to where I am today because, or like that helped me for this competition was because I was so happy. So what's next? Ossinger will continue to train in hopes of becoming a three-time Olympian. I am so in love with this sport and it still gives me the butterfly feelings that I got um, when I was younger. Um, I'm still learning so many new things. I'm just constantly climbing and I think that's why I can see myself going for the third Olympic Games. Um, it's only three years away, so I might as well, I might as well stick it out. Very cool to hear from her. Good job there, Madeline. Uh, coming up next on Inside Cajun Nation, we talk football as the Cajuns, well, they begin football camp. High expectations as Louisiana begins the season, ranked 23rd in the nation, according to ESPN. Hear from the team. That's coming up after the break. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, Madeline Adams. We are less than one month away from the season opener for the Cajuns football program as head coach Billy Napier enters his fourth season at the helm. Two back-to-back 10-win -back seasons for Napier squad and Friday marked the first fall camp practice of the 2021 season. It's going to be highly competitive, you know, this training camp. You know, there's lots of roles to be determined. Although we do have veterans, uh, I think that we also have a very talented rookie group. All right, college football, uh, as we talk about it, the 2021 edition for the Raging Cajuns, they're going to be uh, favorites in the Sun Belt West, no doubt about it. And the success over the past few seasons has turned the attention of many, including the national pollsters, the Cajuns entering 2021 as the preseason power rankings were released earlier this summer. They're 23rd in the country, Madeline. Their week one opponent, George, Texas, is 21. So to start the season, we have a top 25 matchup. Head coach Billy Napier just wants to, his team to focus on each situation as it comes up this season. High expectations. Uh, it's time to get, get back to work and uh, excited for this, this 21 team and what they're capable of. We are not hunting. No, no, we are the team getting haunted. So we're going to get everybody's best. And we, I think we know that as a team and as a leadership, um, we, we know we, we're going to be the team that gets everybody's best. So we have to be on our P's and Q's every day. The goal is to win the uh, Sunday championship. So that's what, we, that's what we're trying to do. Everything else is going to sell its way out itself. We just got to go out there and perform, work hard each and every day at practice and just handle business. So I mean, all the goal is is to win the Sunbelt Championship, get us a good ball game and just handle business. And Coach Napier explained it will be a 17-day approach in the sixth phase of off-season training, and he says the squad will take it one step at a time. I think we've got to understand that we have a long way to go, and we need to take it kind of one competitive event at a time. You know, whether that's sleep, eat, hydrate, you know, the uh, meetings, the walkthroughs, uh, and certainly the practice. But in general, we're looking for the players to 
um, give the very best in every area they can completely control. Senior quarterback Levi Lewis now on a total of five preseason watch lists. The latest to announce this week, the College Football Performer of the Year and the Manning Award. Lewis started all 11 games for Louisiana last season. One for each digit on the hand. He threw for <laughs> 2,274 yards and 19 touchdowns a year ago. The Baton Rouge native ranks second in program history and career passing touchdowns. So, so far, well, third and career passing yards. And one of his offensive linemen, Ken Marks, also selected to the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award preseason watch list. All right, coming up next, he has always played for the home team. The STM Cougar turned Louisiana Raging Cajun turned New Orleans Saint Deuce Wallace. That's right, while Mr. Deuce Wallace joins me in studio for a one-on-one -on -one conversation about his NFL experience as Saints training camp is in the thralls of their uh, fall camp. We're back in 90 seconds. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust alongside New Orleans Saint, <laughs> Deuce yeah. Wallace. And uh, Deuce, uh, former Raging Cajun, obviously, former STM Cougar. So glad to have you. I've been trying to track you down for a couple of weeks. Finally <laughs> got you. I'm excited. To, just how are things going for you? Obviously, you're, you're in a good spot right now. Yeah, things are going well. I mean, right now, right now is a good time. Just training uh, in preparation for, for camp. Yeah, so so here's the backstory. Here you went to U, you went to STM, yes, sir. Graduated 2015, then uh, went to UL. Uh, same same school as your dad. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and to be able to play uh, in the same spot your dad played, and and then um, and then now you're play, you, you made it onto the Saints. Uh, you're you're in training camp with them. You went to rookie in training camp. For let's just talk about that. Let's start with that. Okay. Saints get you get to an NFL training camp. What's that like for you? Uh, that was that was amazing. You know, the first few days it didn't really seem real um, to see the veteran guys that you've watched on TV the last you know four or five years. But um, I mean, nonetheless, it was one of the best experiences so far. You know, just not only learning football from them, but again, they, and those guys you can tell they they've been through life enough. They were given more life skills than anything. You know, because they they as well understand that. Football is just a stepping stone. You got to set yourself up for life. A lot more life that's left after football. So it was a rookie mini camp, correct? That's the yes, first sir. thing you've already uh, participated in. And then obviously training camp comes up at the end of July. Uh, how excited are you for that? Are you nervous about that? Is that, or is it just like, hey, we're gonna go play some football and I'm gonna learn some things. And I'm looking forward to it. What's the, yeah, what's I mean, the mindset? I'd say there's more excitement than than nervous. You know, I think I'm more anxious because. I mean, I feel like going and I don't really have anything else to lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe the most, most probably feel like I probably wouldn't even made it here at this point. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like I said, there's nothing to lose. I'm, I, I, opportunity, I get to give my best and I always bet on myself. 
playing with the house money, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so you get to, let, uh, we'll, we'll kind of backtrack a little now. And, and when you get to, you went to STM, you played running back at STM, right? Yes, For sir. a little bit. And you played right, defense as well? Uh, not really. Not really. really just defense, yeah. straight defense. Uh, I mean, straight offense. And then, and then made the switch in college when you went to the Cajuns, right? Absolutely. So what, obviously making a transition like that is, is a big deal because now, in the NFL, your your defense, right? Yeah. So, uh, talk about uh, making a transition like that. I know a lot of kids do that at some point, and maybe coach asks them. Maybe they feel it's the best spot for them. Does, talk about that decision to do that, and, and was there were you forced into that? And and are you glad it happened? Obviously, it's it's worked out. For right. <laughs> uh, I wasn't necessarily forced, but I was just kind of weighing my options in terms of playing college football. You know. And I figured if I had to play running back, I would have had to gain 10, 15 more pounds, and I wasn't really willing to do that. Um, and also, I looked at the, the longevity of the position. You know, you look at True. running back, it's a, it's a very short timetable for most. And um, I mean, I, I, then I thought about I'd rather hit than get hit. You know, <laughs> so I had to learn how to, I had to first learn how to like hitting. And then when I figured that out, I fell in love with it. And so three years, uh, you were a walk-on for the Cajuns, and then uh, you, you end up getting the scholarship as well. Unbelievable feeling? Unbelievable. Cried, cried for two weeks after that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good stuff. And, and, and so obviously your parents were proud of that, I'm sure, right? I mean, your dad was a quarterback for the Cajuns in the 80s. And uh, what, was that, what was that moment like? Did, did he already know before you when you became a, a, a scholarship player? Did you call him? What was that yeah, he, conversation Yeah, he like? was actually in on it. You know, <laughs> Coach Wingerder kind of let the parents know. Okay. Uh, it, it was just it was a complete surprise to the guys that were awarded the scholarship. But... And I think he appreciated it more because he, he couldn't relate to my path. You know, he, he wasn't a walk-on, so he, he didn't really know. You know, at times when I, I would kind of hit some adversity, he, he, at times he didn't really know what to say. So for me to, to, for it to finally pull through and it finally happened, he was, it was a breath of fresh air for him because he didn't feel like he had to, you know, come up with the right answer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To kind of keep me motivated and going. So, so it, it's been, it's been a, quite a journey. What's the one thing you kind of ta have taken from college? I, I know you, you just told me Coach Napier is is one of the tougher coaches that you've ever played for. For sure, that's a good thing, though, right? Isn't that Absolutely. something that? Isn't that something that you can maybe go look? If he wasn't that hard on me, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have this opportunity now. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate his hard coaching simply off the fact that when we're off the field, outside of football, he's the most down to earth man ever. You know, and yeah. He rarely talks about football. I think that's another thing I appreciate about him. Outside the building, man, he's, he wants to know how you're doing in life. You know, how's your family doing? So that's always appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like that's a theme with coaches for, for, for the Cajuns because that was, obviously Coach Robichaux was one of those guys who always worried about creating the man, not just the player. Absolutely. And uh, I think Coach Napier is along those same lines. He, he's stern but he cares about you too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, look, don't go anywhere. We're coming back. We're going to talk a little more, and uh, we'll talk more about the Saints. We kind of get your – you get to go up against these guys now, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna test your knowledge a little bit. Don't, we're not going to get you in trouble. You're not going to be carrying too many pads, but uh, we, we do want to wanna, wanna talk about the Saints. We'll do that when we return with Deuce Wallace uh, here. Uh, New Orleans Saints, Deuce Wallace. When we come back, more on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away.
Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. It's uh, Deuce Wallace here, New Orleans Saints defensive back, Deuce Wallace, <laughs> right? Yes, sir. There you go. That sounds good. Or what? <laughs> sounds real good. <laughs> well, so so you get a chance to to obviously you went through rookie minicamp. We talked about that a little bit before, but uh, you get to face these guys on a regular basis. I, I guess you're facing off against Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, mm -hmm. uh, whoever else they got in uh, in that quarterback spot. What do you see from those guys as a, as a player? And uh, is there is there one that's better than the other, or, or, or can you tell at this point? Um, I mean, the, the first thing I notice on a daily basis is that you have two guys that are very passionate about what they do, and I think that that's cool to see too. Because I always look at football as being a, a child's game, and to see you know two men understanding the values you can get out of football, and they still you know give their all because they they know what they can get out of it. I, I think that's that's awesome. But in terms of Who's better? I mean, they're they're both phenomenal, phenomenal talents, you know. And I'm I'm excited to watch their battle go down as well as I'm excited, you know, for my own opportunity. Do Do you think, as as the media goes, you think they blow it up a little too much uh, with regards to, oh my God, is Jameis going to throw 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, or or is it war like? Do we put too much into it? Is it just because it's the quarterback position that everybody kind of gets blown out of? It gets kind of blown up and. Uh, I don't know. What, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I, I think so. I think we put – I mean, you could say too much, but I, I think that that's the role in itself, the quarterback role. Mm -hmm. You got to think. He, he plays well, they're going to praise him. He plays bad, they're going to drag him through the streets. So, I mean, both of them know that. Both of them embrace that. And, again, it comes with the position. And there's no other position that takes heat like that. Absolutely. That's, that's very true. When it comes to defensive backs, the Saints have had some – Interesting things happen to defensive backs in the recent past, whether it be in the playoffs uh, or uh, in the regular season. T talk to me about that. It would, I don't know who you've gotten a chance to come in contact with yet, but what is it, maybe coach-wise, what's the mentality of a defensive back and, 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 and when it comes to crunch time, I guess, and, and how do you have to approach that? Um, the mentality of a defensive back, at this level, already from what I've seen, you, your short-term your short memory has to be at, at an all-time high. And, you know, your emotions have to be in control. This, this is not a game of feelings, you know. You have to, you have to leave that on the sideline. And uh, it's important because, again, it, it's not all about you. So, you know, we have two levels in front of us. You've got the front level and we've got the middle level. You know, we're, we're the back and we're the last line of defense. So if, if we freak out, you know, we're in trouble. But in terms of just approach, you have to be gritty. You have to want it because we're asked to do so many things and we're asked to do it backwards, you know. Mm. That's another thing that's different from most positions. So I think those are the, those are the most standout things. When, when you look at uh, what you've already learned, obviously you have a ton more to, to gain, a lot sure. more to learn. Uh, what has been the most uh, impactful thing on you right now to, uh, obviously, you told me a little bit about the speed, yeah. but besides speed, I mean, uh, on the field, what is, what's been what's been something that you went, wow, I, I, I've played football my whole life, and didn't know this, or you know, something that, oh, this is how they do it here, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the thing that stood out to me was, and again, I do this, but the game doesn't change. Hmm. Football is football, you know. They still run sale concepts, they still run smash concepts. It's just you have a, you have better athletes at the positions, you know. Hmm. Uh, the ball that's getting thrown there, it's a, it's a tighter ball. It's a ball that's going to be on the line nine out of ten times. And the time it's not, it's probably because he's being hit by Cam Jordan or somebody, you know. So it's, 
I mean, other than that, the thing that stood out to me is that nobody cares what you've done prior to what you're doing now. No matter if you had three interceptions the previous day, the next day, nobody cares. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Interesting. So you got to bring it every day. Every day. Very interesting. Wouldn't uh, want it any other way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got the you've got the makeup here to 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 hopefully uh, make the roster, and you're in a pretty good spot, right? I mean, you're from what I could tell, you're pretty confident that uh, you'll be around come come uh, what the regular season in For some sure. way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Wide receiver-wise, have you gone up against uh, like a Michael Thomas yet? Or I, I don't know if he was around yet, but uh, uh, just what have you seen from, from that position? I mean, we haven't had really any competition scenarios just yet. You know, okay. We were holding off until camp. Gotcha. But, um, again, he, he definitely has that presence about him. You know, you, you know when he's around, uh, you have to appreciate that talent. I mean, it, it's awesome to watch. And it's awesome to know, you know, the work he puts in because obviously he, he's a grinder. Um, and that's just cool to see. But in terms of competition, you know, we haven't quite done that yet. But that's definitely something I'm looking forward to come I mean, later this month. When, when you look at uh, the, what the Cajuns uh, have been able to do over the past few years under Billy Napier, uh, kind of sending a lot of guys to the league most recently, uh, you know, Eli and, and those guys making it uh, – uh, into into camps and things of that nature. Last year, Raymond Collet had a uh, start, got drafted by the Bucks, and then moved over. Yeah, uh, uh, for sure. Yeah, so so there there's a bunch of uh, guys who are making it in. To, what does that say about the program, about about the Cajuns, and and where kind of they are in the realm of college football right now? I mean, I, I think it says, I think it's it's two words. We're here. You know, we're we're, we're not we're not here for fun. We're not here to play. I mean, we we simply want our respect. It's simple as that. And it's not just for our class, it's for every class that preceded us. And I, I think that's the cool part about jerseys. You put on somebody's number, that somebody every year before that wore that same number. So you get to kind of carry them with you on your journey. But man, Napier has done a, ph a phenomenal job with this program. Uh, again, I appreciate him more as a man than a coach because I can call him right now and the first thing he's gonna ask about my family, and not my, not my football journey. Yeah. And that's, that's always something I can appreciate because he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. He's also somebody who, who's not to be messed with, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes care of business, huh? About his business at all times, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Deuce, thanks so much for the time, man. I really do appreciate you stopping by and, and chatting with us, and uh, we look forward to following your path uh, at training camp. Uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you down there in uh, Metairie and, uh, and, yes, and chat with you a little bit down there as well. Absolutely, man. Honored, honored to be here. Yeah. Super glad you Isn't it cool that you're a New Orleans Saint, dude? It's cool, man, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really thinking about that right now. We're good. I am. I'm thinking about it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> dude, <laughs> thanks for your time, man. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You. All right. Hey, we're, that's going to do it for uh, this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Uh, be sure to join us every Sunday night after the news, 1035 usually. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.